Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Last but not least, going around the NFC South, and we've gotten to the Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking to uh, Will McFadden. Uh, you know, Will, the this team and the Saints, they always seem to go back at it uh, every year with the trash talk. Uh, by the way, Will McFadden, writer for Fanaholic, also host of the Believe in Falcons podcast. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, th- this rivalry definitely seems to be one of the best in the NFL. It doesn't even matter records. The fans are always trash talking. Oh, 100%. And I mean, that is what has sustained this rivalry for, <laughs> you know, the entirety of its existence, really, right? Like during the Drew Brees and the Matt Ryan eras it reached kind of a peak in terms of national attention and you think back to some of the classic monday night football games that definitely happened down in the superdome and um for the most part the saints usually ended up on on the better end of those but there were some really classic ones that i remember fondly that the falcons came out on but this is going to be a period here where we could see the on-field play and maybe the overall record of these two teams not necessarily be in sync the way they were for kind of that four or five year stretch where they were not only playing tight games, they were playing tight and meaningful games. So I'm curious if the fan base, you know, can they again in an era where on field success is starting to kind of correlate a little bit more with fan passion around the league I don't think that's true for a fan base like New Orleans. I'm curious to see if the rivalry will sustain this this fervor if the on-field play, you know, is not as high for a three- or four-year period here. Yeah, the big talk, obviously, for the Falcons, at least on our end, coming into, you know, training camp, getting ready this season, what's going on at quarterback? It looks like Desmond Ritter is going to be your trigger man going into the year. But can Tyler Heineke maybe push him for that starting job? I think that's what they would like to see from uh, Taylor Heineke. I think they would like to see him seriously give Desmond Ritter a a run for his money to make sure that he is fully equipped and and ready going into the season. But all signs right now point to Desmond Ritter being the guy going in. Um, I don't think the expectation is that this is going to be a true competition. Um, they, They have said you know, and made it clear to uh, Taylor Heineke when they brought him in here, look, you know, we're going to kind of give give Desmond a shot and we want you in here because you're highly capable in a lot of the areas that we also value, but we want you to know your role. 
Um, now, that does not mean that they're going to, in any sense of the word, give this job to Desmond Ritter. It just means that they're going to give him that first shot and that he's going to more than likely start at least five games for this team. Like, I would be very, very surprised if he if that does not happen, barring an injury. The reason Taylor Heineke is in here is that they know this is an important year for Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot mm-hmm. as head coach and general manager. But, you know, really just for the belief in, I think, what they're trying to do and what they've had some success in doing so far. So if Desmond Ritter does not work out, I think Taylor Heineke – they have a lot of faith in being able to at least maybe get them into the playoffs in what could be a down year in the division. Well, kind of looking at some preseason odds, I think the Falcons actually surprised a few people, I believe, by taking Bijan Robinson at the eighth overall pick, the running back from Texas. But coming into this season, he is by far the favorite to win NFL Rookie of the Year preseason. But what, what are kind of the thoughts about him early on? What, what were Falcons fans' thoughts when they picked him? Because taking a running back that high is kind of taboo, I guess you could say now, uh, taking him at eighth overall. But he's obviously a very talented back, and he has high expectations entering this upcoming season. Yeah, the fans that I've talked to, and honestly, I continue to talk to them last weekend, weekend before that, just in general conversation about the team, Bijan Robinson is still a main topic, um, not only because he is kind of an exciting player. I think everybody agrees upon that, but there's a real, um, I think, dichotomy in just the player's actual value on a Sunday and the value of a player as we talk about with the draft. We've almost gamified the draft in its own way because we sit here and assign value. And I, I understand that there is actual value in terms of dollars and what a, a, you know, a player, where they're slotted, where they go, and what they're going to make as a rookie. Like, I understand that there is real value, but I feel like that's a little bit overblown because if, they, if the Falcons get five Pro Bowl caliber years out of Bijan Robinson, they'll take that and then they'll figure out where to go from there. Whether that means cutting bait and, and even if it's three years, like if, if they make this offense, if he makes this offense dynamically versatile, which is the goal for him, he is supposed to be, I think, this Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey type of player in San Francisco, just this true kind of knight on the chessboard that can do things in weird ways that allows you to kind of really attack defenses in a plethora of ways, but they also have a lot of different players like that. So the hope is that he's going to not only be kind of the last piece, but also the best piece of the bunch. And I think they feel that that was worth investing in at number eight because of, and Jalen Carter is the big you know asterisk here, but kind of the other options that were available at the time. So, Will, I also have another question about an early draft pick that the Falcons used on a skill position player, and that's obviously Kyle Pitts, the fourth overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. He obviously had an incredible breakout rookie season where he went over 1,000 yards, but then his second season he's had some injury issues, uh, obviously the torn AC, or, or MCL that he had surgery to repair late in the season. It kind of hampered him to only 10 games played last season, but what's kind of the expectations entering his third year? that he will kind of have a combination of, of his first two years. And, you know, we'll put the injury aside for one second. What I mean by that is what the Falcons were offensively in year one was a whole lot different with Matt Ryan 
under center. They still felt, and remember, Calvin Ridley was supposed to be kind of moving into that number one role there. They envisioned Cordero Patterson as a little bit more of a true hybrid receiver running back. So they felt more optimistic about what they were going to be able to do through the air. And so Kyle Pitts was going to be more of a weapon in that fashion. Going into year two with Marcus Mariota and his running ability, they kind of retooled that offense to really utilize and emphasize the run game. And in that way, they turned Kyle Pitts into a much better run blocker than I personally thought he would be at this point in his career. And so I think that that is where you'll see Arthur Smith say, we felt really good about Kyle Pitts' performance this season. There were some miscues in the passing game, but I I don't think that he's entirely to blame for those. I think the quarterback uh, at times deserves the fair share of the blame as well. So I think that with Desmond Ritter, hopefully you get a little bit more consistent quarterback play and that that allows the Falcons to use Kyle Pitts more in a receiving capacity. And that's where you're going to see, you know, a little bit more of a trend towards that one. And if he plays a full season, the thousand yards should be totally within reach. Um, Now it's going to be the little things, you know, how quickly does he get comfortable on that knee? The Falcons say that he's, you know, they're pleased with where he's at at this point in the offseason. Nobody's going to say anything different. <laughs> but I, now it's the little things, the red zone, third down conversions, explosive plays. Can he do those types of kind of elevated offensive things that really take the Falcons kind of to another level? Well, we saw the Saints co-defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, pack his bags, head over to the ATL, now the full defensive coordinator, now with the Falcons. How big of a job is it for him to turn this D around this year? It is going to start (laughs) up front uh, for him. The Falcons, I have to believe, brought Ryan Nielsen in here to do really one thing, and that is to make this defensive front impactful. For the first time since John Abraham was probably around, uh, and and that is saying something. So the Falcons have, have had a front row seat for what was probably one of the best defensive lines in the NFL over the better part of this last decade in New Orleans, and Ryan Nielsen was a major, major component in making that happen. So first and foremost, it's going to start with, hey, can you make this defensive line a unit that other teams are going to have to game plan for and worry about from Monday on. And if he can do that, kind of regardless of maybe how things turn out in the back end, I think they'll be pleased with at least year one of, of Ryan Nielsen. What's going to be interesting, and they brought in a lot of help on the defensive line, you know, one of which was David Onyemata, Clay hmm. um, Campbell, another one, Bud Dupree. Uh, they've got Lorenzo Carter, but it's a weird mishmash of bodies. They, they do have these slender outside guys like a Lorenzo Carter and an Arla Bicati, but then they've also got these, you know, bigger kind of Calais Campbell types. They, uh, you know, drafted a, a kid Harrison out of Ohio State who's very similar, the six six, you know, kind of big framed body. So I'm going to be really curious to see just how they use all of these guys. But that is where Ryan Nielsen's focus, I have to imagine, is, is going to be early on for this, this defense here in Atlanta. Well, I know it's early on and we still haven't even gotten to training camp just yet, but what's a name that you could kind of project and that Saints fans may not know that they'll be knowing in 2023? 
Whew, that is a, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to probably stick on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to say Troy Anderson. And that may be a player that the fans already are a little bit familiar with just because when he was drafted, he was kind of viewed as this incredibly freakish specimen. I mean, his, his relative athletic score, I think, is a perfect 10. He ran something like a 4-4-4 at like 256 pounds, and his arms are down to his knee. Like, he is an insanely gifted athlete, and I believe one of his few starts came against the Saints in, in those final four games there. So this may be a player fans are aware of, but – I almost think he's in line for a Caden Ellis type of jump in year two solely because of the increase in opportunity. He really kind of like Desmond Ritter didn't see the field much until late in the season last year, but the Falcons have very, very high hopes that he is going to be able to build the football skills around his physical traits. But again, how many teams have gone broke betting on that exact model to pan out? Um, but the Falcons are going to give him every opportunity to evolve into that type of rangy, athletic middle linebacker who can do a little bit of everything and be one of the best athletic players out there on the field. So whether that works or not, I think fans are going to really know Troy Anderson's name um, come the end of the season. That was great stuff, Will. Definitely always appreciate the time, and we will be getting with you soon, and stay cool at training camp. Will do, guys. Uh, very excited to have football right around the corner. Amen to Thanks, that. Will. will McFadden, writer for the Fanaholic and host of the Believe in, Pod, Believe in Falcons podcast. You check out his stuff there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.